Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid with me, Jarvis Regan, my wife. Tina Regan. Tina Regan's here. Um, guys, massive response to last week's episode for multiple reasons, yeah. but I have to apologise for the delay in putting it up. It was like nine hours delay. <laughs> you know, it, is, it is worth talking about how we always put it up at midnight on the Sunday before the Monday so mm. that you have it on your phone for when you do drop off or when you just get that moment where the weekend is over. I put it up nine hours late. Why, Tina? Why did I put it up nine hours late? Because you are so t- you were so tired. I was literally so tired yeah. when I finished editing and producing the show and rendering the show. You did that classic tired thing of you didn't complete the task. Yeah, I was like, done. Yeah, you <laughs> actually, you sent me a message to say, done, all yeah, done, coming all in done. now, coming in from the office. In the morning, I checked just to share the link and I'm like, it's yeah. not there. I want to hear our listeners' uh, most embarrassing moments of sheer tiredness and things you've done. Yeah, tired. well, tiredness is a big issue. It's it's the main topic of most of our questions. And we are really lucky because we have been um, met up, made friends with this lovely woman called Kira Taylor from Taylor May Babies. And she has agreed to come on our show next week and talk through some of the questions from our listeners. So there's still time if you want to email any sleep questions in. This lady is amazing, an expert in her field. She has changed two of my friends' lives. She comes highly recommended. And if you have any sleep-related questions, email them into honeyyouareruiningourkid at gmail.com. Tina, the buzz around this woman coming yeah. on the show. Not surprisingly, because even when you say that a load of our questions are about sleep, yeah, Many of the issues that you're having yeah. in relation to your kids come down to as well. Your brain being so fried from lack of rest. Oh, yeah. That you can't make a good call. Well, we all remember doing crazy stuff. From, well, at the beginning, you're just so tired. So you can't judge that. Mm. But as you move forward, you're still tired. There is residual tiredness there. Mm. I mean, how many times have you gone to make a cup of coffee and realise <laughs> you're pouring the kettle into the bin? <laughs> I do that all the time. Even now. Even now. <laughs> yeah. I've only got one kid. I always say this. like I do not know how you're doing this with more than yeah. one kid. And... Look, I make so many mistakes. True. <laughs> we need to put a montage together of the amount of times I criticize Well, Charlotte thinks I'm mean agree. to him. I don't think I'm mean to him. But I you was are. laughing to myself before we pressed, um, what is it, record? Record, the button known as record. <laughs> because I was I was a bit short with Charlotte, a bit oh, like efficient. I don't, I don't think you were short with me. You just said something to me that you would say to a dumb person. No, no, I, no. Make sure now not. that it's recording, she said. <laughs> Just make sure it's recording. Okay, I was like, but I realized. How dumb do you think I am? I realized in that moment, this is our first experience of working together properly, and I spoke to you like I would a colleague. But I'm really a really nice colleague. But you're mm. a very hard colleague to work with. I'm just saying. The only other thing we ever worked on together, mm. two things. The baby One was Tina. <laughs> yeah, we co-produced a baby once. Yeah, and. Uh, I did a stand-up show where it was kind of an honor system on the door. You could pay a five <laughs> to and Tina used no. to stand at the door. I was terrible. And she was doing the door and all she would do is people would come up and go, is this where the comedy's on? 
And Tina would go, 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 yeah, go right through there. I go. couldn't charge anyone any money. We made no money. I on couldn't it. do it. I couldn't take money off people. I couldn't <laughs> charge them. I was like, it's okay. Come on in. It's free. And then the other thing we worked on was obviously the wedding, which produced. Oh, don't no pretend you worked on that. You worked on that. Like, if anyway, let's let's leave that. Let's put that to bed. No, I have to tell people the story. I went off touring Australia. For four months for before four we months got married. And left Tina to organize the wedding. Well, not all the wedding, just the invitations, which is a mammoth. And task. I left a list of invitees that were my father's friends and my mother's friends. Now, I don't know if everybody else listening to this, their father has a load of nicknames for their friends. I mean, this list. <laughs> so this list, some of the names on it were Coogie. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like nothing else. No surname. Coogie. Uh, spider. <laughs> Blackie. Blackie. <laughs> Which I remember the list. Black. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this list? This is insane. Did he, they, they, they didn't even come the to the wedding. You had the address. I don't remember the being addresses. Blackie plus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have three dingers of questions today. Yeah. And you know what? Last week's show I found was the toughest one to do. Mm. And it's hilarious because we've had all these emails in going, couldn't stop laughing that was such mm. a funny show and I'm really glad to hear that because I found that one the one that I was like this is really hard sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well it's yeah. very hard to get a perspective on what you're doing as a parent when you're doing it yeah and similarly doing something like this you just don't know so we would love to hear from you yeah specifically in the reviews on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. you've no idea the impact reviews and new listeners have our position in the chart. And if we are ever to crush Amy Huberman <laughs> Poor Amy in the Huberman. way in which Tina wants to, <laughs> you need to rate, comment and subscribe I, on I Apple Podcasts. I love Amy. She is lovely, but right. I want to destroy but her. You want to crush her. <laughs> I'm sure she's just as competitive as us. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Question number one. Hi, Tina. <laughs> I just listened to your podcast about the poor little boy with the anxiety and it rang home as I'm dealing with that issue myself. My five-year-old can be the happiest, funniest kid ever, but also he can be so anxious and highly strung. He is, That's not uncommon, right, no. to start with. The, when people think they've got an anxious kid, they think, well, he's not anxious all the time. Yeah. But obviously yeah. there's triggers. Yeah. My, my, he is in third year of school and has started crying and not letting me go when it comes to to go to school right he's fine up until the last minute and then he kicks up and we kiss and hug goodbye and he's literally the only kid in his class doing this and i really don't get it as it's come out of nowhere i contacted his teacher which is what you always say to do yeah as i get the teacher involved she said he's always fine five minutes after so mm. I don't know how to manage it. OK, so it is separation anxiety. Right. Okay. OK, I've asked her if she can create a responsibility for him in the mornings, which Great is a idea. brilliant idea yeah, really good. so that he's excited about going to school and do his little job. So I'll see what she says to that. But okay. I'm a bit lost on how to deal with it correctly myself and with my husband. We've noticed he's very highly strung lately, more than usual. And okay. anxious. He refuses to enroll in any activities outside of school. I've tried to bring him to football, but he refused to go on the pitch. Then he refuses, and literally point blank, no budging. I have been in a yoga class, 
uh, I have him in a yoga class in an attempt to de-stress him on a okay, Thursday after school. Idea. Another brilliant that's idea. Lovely. His mom is clearly on it. Mm. He enjoys it, but also he doesn't want to go the day of it. He has no choice to go because we pick him up and bring him into the classroom. His little brother is so much more carefree and I'm afraid because his stress about doing things could start to rub off. Yeah, it could, but it might not. Let me think. So the first one is crying going into school. Okay, that is something we all see a lot of as a teacher. Um, It happens. Kids go through these phases for all types of reasons. But I feel like in this case, I feel like the mom is right. There's a separation anxiety here. And I feel like this child may, in fact, be worrying about leaving his mom. Maybe. Um, things I've seen that have really worked well with getting your kid into the class is the first thing she said, going to the teacher and getting him a responsibility in the classroom. That's fantastic. If this teacher doesn't think, like if she's not, uh, if she's not going to go along with that approach or it's not something she does, I will can't understand why, but maybe where they're living, <clears throat> these teachers don't believe in that or sort of stuff. Maybe yeah. the teacher's a bit of a douche. Let's be honest, that happens too. Yeah. Like, I can't be given everybody jobs. Just yeah. because someone's anxious. Yeah, maybe the teacher has been in teaching too long. That's the only time jaded. I see that. Yeah, jaded teachers don't make good decisions. But um, you can give him a job. Just something to focus his mind as he goes in. I want you to put that your hat in the arm of your coat, hang it up like this, then put your lunchbox here. Then I want you, and you can direct him somewhere in the classroom. If the teacher isn't willing to give the job, think of something. I don't know what this school is like, so I'm just thinking well, what is the easiest thing this mom can get her child to do in the morning? More often than not, when you see kids behaving this way, they are, of course, anxious about going to school, but they're anxious about the whole leaving the separation, leaving mommy, saying goodbye. So in the past, what I've seen that has really worked is, first of all, try and not give it too much energy. You have to model the expected behavior. You have to, and it sounds like this mom is, that she's not giving it too much. She's just worrying about it herself afterwards. She is making him go to school. He's not getting away with not going. And the teacher has said that he he stops crying straight away. So that's really good. We know now that he gets over it really fast. So a simple thing she could do is a visual timetable in the morning, all the different parts of his day, That'll take away worry, like, and in the so like evening. A cartoony. Yeah, cartoony, yeah. visual drawing. You get up, you have breakfast, you go to school, you have your lunch, you do your work, you come home, you, you do a club, you watch TV, you have your supper, you go to bed. And he can just tick all these things off before he gets into bed. What did you do today? Tick the things that you got through in your day. Is there a prize at the end or is this just standard behavior? This is just something that calms his mind. It might need to be a different visual timetable every day. He might just need to write out one every day. This is what's happening today and at night time we'll talk about it together. Just something that calms his mind so in the morning you've talked through what's happening throughout his day. Also, maybe something that might work here is, um, I think I've said this before, I had a lovely mom in my class who used to just draw a little harsh on the inside of her child's wrist and any time she was missing her mommy or she would just give it a kiss oh. and she'd know that mommy was thinking of her too and that can be enough for children. But let me ask you, why, obviously I get off this parent that they're like, why now? Why is this happening now? Well, we don't know. There could be that mom is knows. that worth even thinking about? Well, there there is obviously a reason for a change in behavior and the mom hasn't shared that with us. Mm. But um, something has happened mm. and I'm sure the mom knows something has happened. She is, seems keen to get him to do something. 
So then she needs to offer him a choice. Choice of clubs, a limited choice. And he has yeah. to pick it. And if the limited choice in activities is too big, then you just you choose the activity. And the choice in that within that activity is you say it's football. You, we have chosen that you go to football now every week. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. You're going to learn all these skills. It's going to make summer so happy playing football with your friends. Now, your choice is you can go to the football and take part or you can go to the football and wait and watch till the end. But we are going to football every week. And that's the choice. When I say offer choices, I mean offer choices that your child is capable of making. Um, they might need to just have a discussion with this child or I know I'm forever saying this, but they are really... The family meetings are great, but the diaries are brilliant. A worry journal for the child to just put his drawings or pictures in. Things that are on his mind before bed. Then if he wants to share them with you, you talk about the worries. And if not, you just can check in on the worries while he's at school. The good news is it's new behaviour. She's already observed it and she's on top of it. I really feel this behaviour, like any behaviour, if she puts in a plan of action she can get through it. Hmm. You can break any cycle of behavior, any habit of behavior. It can all be broken. There's always hope. And I think that the visual timetable is great for every single child. We had a morning visual timetable in our house. We did. It was perfect. It was just for the morning, just to get him out the door from school. And it was literally everything. It was like, wake up, get out of bed, climb down your ladder. Do your (laughs) way. Do your way. Honest to God, we did this. And I think we talked about this before because yeah. I mentioned it to another mom. And next thing you know, Jared had to make 25 of them for all the kids yeah, in the class. It was in the, it was one of the pilot episodes that yeah. people can find over on Patreon.com. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but it, yeah. but it, do, it did work. It changed everything. And it and, also calmed him. Oh, it calmed him. And that's what I'm saying. It's just they need to know what's happening in yeah. their day. It's now and next. Now and next. Now and next. But this is just something they can look at before they go to school. Come back in the evening. Tick off things they've done. Go to bed with a happy calm head. And you can even make the visual timetable for tomorrow or the next day. Or if that's too much for them, make it in the morning. If it needs to be different every day. But um, I'm really... Really happy that this child has a mom who's really noticed. She's noticed. I'm sorry to hear the teacher isn't as cooperative as she should be. You should always be able to go to your teacher about your child and they should be more supportive. And I'm sorry to hear that. So I used to see Tina through the fence. This sounds like I was up a tree. (laughs) We lived beside the school. We lived beside the school. But I used to see you at the door of the school dealing with the kids that didn't want to go in or didn't want to leave mom yeah because at that age it is up until they're like you know four five six seven it's normal enough for them to cry a bit going into Mm. school because it is that separation from mom of course they want to stay with their mommy mommy's lovely Mm. they have to go into school and deal with all the children all the demands they're expected to work in school they you know they don't just get to have hugs so yeah. that's that question dealt with. Yeah. That's that situation dealt with as an anxious child. There's going to be a bunch of parents, I think, listening in going, yeah, every morning at the school is a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. What's your advice to those parents who aren't dealing with a kid like this emailer, mm. just dealing with a kid who's just difficult to get in the door? Well, mm, the biggest thing I've learned in 20 years of seeing it is don't feed it. You have to be like, in you pop, love you, see you later, bye, go. Do not feed it. 
Because the minute that child sees, uh-oh, mommy thinks, daddy thinks there's something wrong here. I shouldn't go into this place. They're going to be like, no, I changed my mind too. <laughs> I saw it. I saw that look on your face. And, and you know, sometimes it's tough because sometimes the mom or dad want the hug oh, more. The hug must be lovely. Like I've had parents see their child walk into the class happy and come in after oh them for the hug. Oh my God, no. And then they're crying and you're like, no. ugh, he was happy. It was done. He was in. He was happy. He was proud of himself. And I you also came remember you describing peeling kids' fingers off the door. Ah, yeah. Well, that was one particular kid. <laughs> oh my god, I love that child so much. That child used to. That is twenty. God, that's over twenty years ago. I worked with that child, and uh, he's a grown up now, which is he's so driving weird. a car around Dublin. Wow. He used to invite me to come live into him, and I really wanted to because <laughs> his mom just seemed like the nicest mom ever. But yeah, every single morning, even though I, his mom was great though. He was her fifth child I think and she knew that this was just something he did every morning she knew he was happy because he was so happy at school but every morning I had to like click the fingers off the door for him <laughs> I was like come on in come on <laughs> you know it is hard to yeah. picture these things passing yeah but as you say he's living his life around Dublin yeah. now as a grown up oh I'd love to bump into him I bet he looks the exact well, same maybe he is reluctant maybe. to go into work too <laughs> <laughs> oh, so peeling, cute. His boss is peeling his fingers <laughs> off the door frame. <laughs> My child has started saying the words, I hate you. He turned 10 and now I literally can't do anything right. I cry at night time and you just feel like I've completely failed as a mother. Where the hell did I go wrong? He never says this to his dad. His dad doesn't seem to think it's a big deal either. Classic dad move there. Mm. I'm completely heartbroken. Please help. Tina, mm. for me, mm. this is the most heartbreaking email we've ever received. Yeah, it is. You can tell that, um, especially if it's just directed at mommy. I don't think it's fair that mostly it's the moms who get all the bad behaviour. Like all the kind of eye rolling and touching is that the moms and the dads get the worship. Every day I help Mikey with his uniform or whatever he has to bring to school that day. I get up early, I make his breakfast, I get his lunch and everything together. This morning, I told Charlotte, I said, oh, he's forgotten that he needs to wear red to school today. I said to Jar, he won't know. His only red clothes are his Liverpool clothes. I was like, he won't know where they are. Will you go up and put them on the bed? unbelievable Jarla tells me later that Mikey was like what did you say that he was like uh, well he walked in as I was laying his kit out on the bed and he was like oh my god thank you so much for doing this I mean it, this made that me so so nice of you dad and Tina's like <laughs> if she had been to the one doing it she'd be like I don't know where the t-shirt underneath it oh, um, it is there is a disparity in treatment it oh, just why? is. I but mean, I'm a cool mom. I'm telling you, Tina, it's not the moms that get it all the time. Usually with boys, there comes a point at which my dad's a douchebag. I don't know, you say that, but then we went to a basketball game last week and I was talking to quite a few moms and they were all having the same problem as me. They yeah, were all feeling like all... they were being carpeted. Well, 10, is that the expression? When you wipe your feet on a carpet? Carpeted? Carpeted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a know. new one but this poor mom okay I mean there's nothing worse it's the worst thing ever and children know it it's they know it they see that it paralyzes you when they say it you're so shocked because it's the most hurtful thing they can say so 
without even realizing you've given them this massive reaction yeah, yeah. massive and they completely get they that attention the face, yeah. they know oh, oh this God is it. powerful yeah. this is what i'm gonna do now so as weird and crazy as this sounds all you can do in those moments is while every ounce of your body wants to react you breathe through it and you say we're not talking about that right now we're doing this no yep what otherwise you're screwed if you react you're screwed that child's gonna hate keep saying they hate you forever and like later on you can you know do try and focus on doing more things together letting the child know how much you love them if the opportunity presents itself to, you know say talk about how we don't actually use that word it's not kind and you know it hurts mom's feelings but at the time you say, okay, we're not actually talking about that right now. We're doing this. You focus them, refocus them on whatever you're doing because you cannot give it air. It'll wow. be... It's That is a big ask, Tina. And I believe you're right. I'm not calling it into question. No but way. telling someone who's just had seen this radical change in their kid's behavior. Yeah. Like she said that this has suddenly happened. Yeah, but he's suddenly getting... Is it a girl or a boy? I don't know. But either or, their hormones are coming in. You know, a lot of their behavior is unpredictable now. Turned uh, 10. Turned 10. And now I can't do anything right. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing here, that it's not just I hate you. Mm. It's that out of nowhere. It's that if I say yeah. anything and like, you yeah. know, you have a degree of experience I have with personal, this. Yeah. But, and what I have done in our house was I had a sit down with Mikey about how it was making me feel. And we agreed some rules together. This is all true. Yeah. Yeah. And we wrote them out, just really simple rules that suited us, three of them. And we read them every morning. We remind ourselves of what's expected of us that day. Mm. And it's really helped. It really has. Now, my side. Right. Dad has to step up. Of course. Because I would imagine. Yeah, that's true. That actually, I should have said that. Is going bigging up dad a lot of the time well the fact that dad's not taking it seriously the fact that dad isn't going i will not allow that i will not allow yeah you make like, a good point there because when mikey was very small i was always in the habit of being like isn't daddy great because like, jarlid was away all the time it was so instead of mikey seeing that as a negative i'd always be like isn't daddy great he's always working so hard for us and all this and then that would be mikey's dialogue yeah Whereas you weren't doing the same dialogue. You weren't going, isn't mommy great? She's up. So he she took care of you while yeah. I was away. So, uh, and eventually I was like, Jerry, you go and start saying positive things about me too. Yes. And if Mikey that ever came to me with something negative, I would flip it and be like, I would never agree or go down that road with him. I'd be like, oh, absolutely not, Mikey. This, so, so dad yeah. needs to watch himself, right? Yeah. As much as he thinks that this has nothing to do with me, I'm just the hero of the house. Yeah. Which is, again, a luxurious and lovely feeling to have that nobody's saying I hate you. And you're like, I'm clearly the favorite. I must be a legend. Yeah. You have to think, what have I done to not make my kid see my wife the way I see her and mm. how I... Uh, admire her for what she's done yeah, and well, what she continues to do. You be careful how personally you take the the shouting of I hate you because it's not really Sure, meant. but it's the disrespect. Disrespect, yeah. Right? yeah absolutely. So, does dad honestly mm. roll his eyes sometimes when mom says everybody needs to tidy their rooms or we need to get out of the house on time or we'll be late for this? Is that always mom's job? Or... Does dad do it? 
is dad reveling in the role of good cop? Tina is making Charlotte, you eyes are, to me. Because you know you do this. But you love have, being the good guy. But I have pulled myself on it. Yeah, this you is do. the whole point but that this question is yeah, so important to us and I feel like I can add to it. Yeah. Because I wasn't pulling yeah. my weight. Well, my largely, let's be honest, a lot of dads see themselves as wealthy kids. Yeah. <laughs> the friend of the other kids. Yeah. And really, you need to, as Joe... Uh, Super Nanny would say, you need to step up, mate. Yeah. Who's doing the parenting around here? Well, uh, I mean, dead on we there. didn't. It's got to be said. <laughs> we didn't have, luckily, not of yet anyway. Mikey's never said that word, but definitely was being a little bit dismissive and disrespectful to me. And then, like, I was, I have been saying it to Jar, and he's been like, oh, I'm sure it's not that bad. And then the other day. While playing Switch. Yeah, the other day. No, I bet it's not that bad. Leave us alone. We're in the middle of something. They, well, I'd never say it in front of Mike. But anyway, the other day, um, I, he was snapped at you and you took such personal offence to it. And I was like, oh, it's not so nice when he's doing it to well, you, is there it? you go. And therein lies another yeah. one of the answers, I believe. When you go to your husband with this, mm. you need to say, put the shoe on the other foot. Yeah. And he never talks to you like that. But just say to him, how would you like it? Yeah. I'll repeat some of the dialogue I just heard. Well, it is awful because this mom is going to bed and there's nothing worse than going to bed thinking, oh, I'm failing. I'm failing at being a mom. Yeah. And it's completely unfair because if Why she... Why do I deserve this hatred? If she was truly failing, she wouldn't care enough to think about it at bedtime. Mm. Like she wouldn't be lying awake going, oh, my child hates me. She wouldn't care. Mm. She'd be just so indifferent. She'd be like, whatever. That kid's not happy no matter what I do. But instead, she's writing into her show going, can you please help me? So I I would say, though, that the most um, constructive advice I can give her right now to deal with this and nip it in the bud, do not react, breathe truish, and then go, okay, cool. Well, we're not talking about that right now. We're doing this. Totally navigate it, direct the attention somewhere else. Mm. And if he goes, I hate you, you go, Okay, yeah, I heard you. We're not talking about that now. We're doing something else. And just keeping calm and doing that, it works if you believe in what you're saying. Mm, You have to lead it. And yeah, look, that's no more than advice that I've received on stuff where you're just like, how could that work? Mm. I think you just have to have faith to it. You have to, you have to, you have to, um, what's the word? You have to back yourself. Mm. You have to be confident like you would be at work. In your job, this is your job too. You are you are a mom. This is your job. Be as confident in this job as you are at school, at, at, at your work, whatever you do. I'm a teacher, mm. and you just back yourself. You just and children, if they don't think there's a place to come in, true that what you're saying, they'll just they'll just follow. But so. that also, like the unified front, mm. uh, to reiterate that point on this, yeah, uh, as the the non childhood expert, but the partner who has been mm. the one who isn't getting the flack. Yeah. That, you know, you're going to need to say to him, yeah. it can't always be me. Yeah. Saying, did you tie your laces? Have you washed your hands? Yeah. Is your coat on? And is this a it's boy too? Because I feel like it's really tricky for moms with say, boys. Doesn't say. And again, yeah. I get the impression that this email didn't want that revealed. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe. that's, this is very tough. Look, who admits this? No. Who admits this very is happening? Tough. This is the essence of our show. Yeah. Email us. Yeah. With the stuff that you can't even tell your friends about. Yeah. You can't tell your friends my kid hates me. You can tell us 
And yeah. Tina will have a strategy of some sort yeah. Yeah, to help you through it. it's not the only question we've got like that at And all. get back to us if it doesn't work yeah. and we'll go again. So you may remember a few weeks back we went to the Lyra at the State in Kilkenny and witnessed something crazy yeah. in the swimming pool. Uh, go back and listen to episode nine where that took place. Yeah. And we put an appeal out to you guys to go, what do you do if you see somebody being physical with their kid in public? And we found some answers on it and we put up what the experts recommend. We've also got some very sad emails in from people who also saw terrible things and can't get over them because they didn't step in at the time. Wow. But now we know. It's hard to know what to do. It is very, very hard. And I feel like this next this next question m- might have been spurred on by that experience. My husband gets extremely angry with the kids, especially when he's tired. Look, the guy is really caring. I love him. He's their dad and loves them without a shadow of a doubt. However, when they misbehave, he has a short fuse and shouting and threatening can begin. It's never come to violence, but he has dragged one of our kids across mm. the floor to put them on a timeout when he was really bold. Um, while my husband is defensive about this behavior, he's frequently sorry and says sorry to me for it. He obviously had some of this in his childhood, and I reckon he was shouted at quite a bit. A lot of the problems are due to our six-year-old who can be a bit challenging and I tend to give in and I take responsibility for that or I try to work around him but my husband just digs his heels in and I feel like that's what produces this. Okay, the child is six, it's being dragged across the floor, that's quite terrifying. Well, I should just say before we get into the answer that I've not that's not specifically the email we received. I put together a couple on the same subject to create this this email because, you know, some of them are quite sensitive and I'm trying to protect the details of the situation okay. that this person's in. Because, Tina, that's an abusive household. Yeah. Whatever way you dress it up. Well, the shouting and yeah. the dragging. Well, I, I got a fright. I hope I'm not going to upset whoever wrote into us, but I could get a fright listening to that because I feel like the mom apologizing for the dad's behavior by explaining that her child is a bit tricky. Your child is six years old. They don't deserve to be dragged along. The floor. No hands on your kids. Yeah, and they're all tricky. They're all tricky. I know. I know some are very, very tricky and they will push you to your your patient point. But I mean, that is really worrying and I feel like this mom knows that this is only going to escalate as the child gets older because they're obviously not on top of his or her behaviour right now and the dad's already getting this angry. I can't imagine getting angry like that with a child that small. But what I will say is they need to go on a parenting course. Where would you find something like that? Like, I've heard that you mentioned these before, but like, I was just interested that that's what you think should be done, not he needs well, to go on an anger management course. She can't reach him, so they have to go together. She she can't send him. She can't blame him because he's not willing to accept it. Now, she's accepting that sometimes she's a bit soft and she gives in. So that she can say, I think we both benefit from this. 
They're available. There's so many you can mm. do. There's even courses. Um, if it's a boy, there's a load of parenting courses for boys out there because people find them a bit more challenging. And you can just go to your your nurse. Yes. Your local nurse that, um, what do you call those nurses? The health nurse. And they will help you find one. But she needs to do something. because pa- Parenting plus help me to parent practical Mm. parenting yeah that's just the first three that come up when i google the hse even offers courses if you're in ireland so if that's ireland wherever you're listening to this in the world there will be one near you there's always so many parenting courses and and like a lot of parents now are much more open to that than they used to be they don't see it as an insult to be told to go on one anymore i mean Mm. i've had to tell parents to go on parenting courses in my class because I will see that they're struggling with their child and I can see, well, it's not your child that's the problem, actually. It's your attitude and you need to sort your attitude out. This child is six. I mean, if they're not on top of that child's behaviour, it's not going to get better. And the dad is already overreacting to it. So I just think if this mom, if we can just get this mom to do one thing this week or these, whoever these people are who emailed in, it would be, Try and get, convince your partner that you and him should do a parenting course. Try and direct it in a way that this would be very empowering for us. We'll know how to talk to him and what to do and we'll get some new ideas. What we're doing isn't working. Let's get some new ideas. Say that you heard somebody else went on it and it made them feel great and much more confident about what they were doing and what they should do. Nobody is taught how to be a parent. So these parenting courses are beneficial for everyone, no matter if you're, if you are being abusive like that dad is, I'm sorry, dragging your child across the floor is not acceptable. Even if you're not, even if you're like the most doughty parent in the world, you're going to learn something at these courses. They're amazing. Mm. So I would suggest. I mean, you say gave me, uh, you know, you came home one day with a de-escalation script. Yeah. That, you know, just really helped yeah, well, that that will be very powerful for the mother in these situations when in, if the child is getting upset in that a de-escalation script. I think we've talked about it before is you see, you just say the name of the child. You say, I can see that you're upset. I can see you're angry right now. Um, I'm listening. I'm here. Let's just wait. Mm. You just you just acknowledge them, acknowledge yeah. your feelings. And I only say that say because it. while I see that the dad is the yeah. source of this, you know, mm. ultimately you do need the kid to be less defiant but as you've said so many times yeah the kid's getting a huge reaction huge reaction and I mean, loving that, the attention that's that, the bizarre thing about the saddest thing about it is that dad thinks he's you know he's lost control first of all the minute you're shouting or you're dragging your child you've lost control but that dad in his way must think he's teaching the child a lesson mm. but in fact all the child is learning is God, if I really upset my dad, I get it all this time with him when he shouts at me and he just talks to me and it's all for me. Mm. And he's not like he's consciously thinking that, but he's craving it. Yeah, he's and then eventually we get a hug. Yeah, eventually he comes in and then he actually feels bad about it. And like, it's a cycle that child has got used to and it's probably the way they don't even know they're craving it, but they will. I get that sometimes you do need to raise your voice to your kids. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't shout at your children. I'm just saying. Yeah, there has to be a point at which you speak sternly yeah. to your kids. Yeah, you can get serious. But if you're the whole time doing it. Oh, yeah, that's just one way. It, it honestly loses all of its effect oh, yeah. in the same way as cursing in my stand-up mm. loses all effect if it's yeah. constant, but it can be hilarious at the right time. The raising of your voice to your kid. Yeah. Like... 
like I remember I used to do a brilliant impression of my dad when he shouted (laughs) and suddenly suddenly, this is when you were a child yeah you were doing impressions Impressions of my dad yeah naughty little rascal that is so he was very stressed out like this is the other thing is like his dad is probably very stressed out just like my dad was and parented that way himself I get that I get that but all okay I can't cope when somebody says, but I'm just really stressed out and that's why I was unkind to my child. Okay, in all other areas of your life, you're working on coping with your stress. Why would you feel it's okay to take it out on your kid? I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that. But well, I, the parenting courses, we're going to put them in the okay, info. Cool. And look, if you're listening, come this far with the podcast. Yeah. Maybe you were the perfect person to go on one of these and just see what it's all about and let us know how you get on. Maybe you've already been on one and you're like, these things are game changers. Oh, they are game changers. I know this. I know this from parents I've sent on them. Well, we'd going. love to hear from you. They, every single one of them go, I really didn't know what I was doing. And now I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing. Love it. Okay. As, and, and actually, I'm sorry for, but most people go back and do it again. So that's our show for this week, Tina. Uh, we, you know, we haven't done it in a while. We haven't done the whole uh, what is it you want me not to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't done one of these in a while. And I've given you plenty to to choose from in the last little while. Um, um, well, I think today the biggest one I want you to stop doing might have just come true. Go ahead. Complain about your back all the time. That's lovely, isn't it? It's not the complaining. Been really badly injured for it, the last four it's weeks. It's not actually the complaining. Stop complaining about it's it. Actually, not the complaining that's killing me. It's the, I think my back's better. Oh no, it's not. My back's not better. Well, this is the worst pain ever. Well, actually, maybe the, my back's better. That's oh no, my back's not better. Painkillers. I've just looked up a Doctor McStuffins uh, diagnosis <laughs> here. I've got a new name for what's wrong with my back. I figured out what's wrong with my back. I actually know what's wrong with my back now. I think, yeah, no, my back's actually better. Oh, no, hang on. It's really sore. Oh, no, I can't move. I'll never run again. My life's over. That, that I'd like you to stop. Okay, and I know the thing I'd like you to stop. Uh-oh. It's when you're articulating a point like that, that you don't do it for five fucking minutes. <laughs> we all got your point, like three minutes ago. <laughs> you're still going. When you're driving the point home. Here's the thing that you do all the time. I ask you to say sorry and you go Lord I'm sorry Jesus oh my god (laughs) yeah I maintain that when I say sorry I mean it Mm -hmm. and if I say sorry that's that encapsulates me to say sorry no this is all on you you do this to yourself you think that you have to explain every part of your sorry I think the words enough here's what happens and I doubt I'm the only husband in this situation where if I'm to say sorry I then say sorry and you go, you should be sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You just accept the apology. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for saying sorry. You're like, well, you should be sorry. You think this whole thing's going to go away just because you just said sorry? Well, I don't do that. That's not how apologies work. I'm not just going to immediately move on. You're quoting yourself here. I don't say that. This is all you. Because we've had to, and look, every parent is dealing with getting their kid to understand the stages of repenting (laughs) for things they've done wrong. And I'm like, how can you model that behavior for Mikey when he's like, yeah, sorry, 
But no, years ago, before we had kids, Jared also had a problem with how I said sorry then. Mm -hmm. This has been going on a long oh, time. It's still going on. We, were, we were going out at least 10 years before we had a child. And uh, Jared used to go, someday we're going to have a kid. And yes, so he's going to say sorry. And one day, a few years ago, we were in the car and Mikey went, I said I was sorry. And I gasped because I was like, that's me. That's what I do. I do do that. And exactly how you yeah. say it. But yeah, but like, I don't say any of the other stuff. That's what annoys you. I just thought, I said I was sorry. I'm sorry. But you readily don't accept apologies. What? Let's say I do something wrong. So don't wrong. say let's everybody. Say, other people don't accept me. Let's say I do me. something wrong. Yeah, okay. And I On say the daily. You, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll say what for. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week. That's Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. Keep getting in touch with us if you think teaching your kids how to apologize <laughs> appropriately is harder than toilet training then we want to hear from you honey you are ruining our kid at gmail.com tina thank you so much thank you so much tara uh, i really enjoyed doing the show I can't you don't love me <laughs> thank you charlotte i love doing the show with you oh even worse <laughs> what <laughs> What? We did our first take where Tina said she loved me. And I said, you don't have to say you love me. Now she won't say she loves me at all. Okay, I, I really am feeling stressed out now. I'm just trying to say goodbye. <laughs> and um, thanks to everyone who's emailing in. Our email address is funny. You are ruining our kid at gmail.com. I hope I'm getting back to everyone. Please nudge me if I haven't. And keep sending them in. And uh, until next week. Thanks for listening. All the best. See you guys. Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman Abroad podcast presented in association with Go Loud. Editing, research, and production by Jarlath and Tina Regan. To support the continued creation of this podcast and to hear even more Irishman Abroad podcasts, including extra bonus episodes of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, why not consider supporting us on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today. Finally, don't forget you can come and see Jarlath and Tina in person at Liberty Hall in Dublin on January 6th. Jarzilla is Jar's brand new show about life, raising kids and everything else in between. He wants to film it in front of sound people like you. Tickets are available now from Ticketmaster.ie. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on Honey, You Are Ruining Our Kid at gmail.com because, hey, let's face it, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshacked.